Hi, this is David, back with Slugcast, brought to you by the Division of Student Affairs and Success. This is an episode that has literally been years in the making. Back in 2022, I was at the farmer's market at Live Oak. I had family visiting and was showing them the regular shops I visit, which is centered more on the coffee and breakfast options rather than the farm fresh produce. I was wearing a blue athletic shirt that just said slugs across the front. And someone walking by said she had never seen a UCSC shirt like that before. In no time, my family and I were chatting with Audris and found out she worked at UCSC. She said she worked in university relations, something that I'd never heard of. So I said we should do a Slugcast episode about her role. Some of you might not know that UCSC has offices up in Scotts Valley. Audris works out of the remote offices at the Business Park, a sprawling facility with many different businesses sharing what used to be a tech company HQ. It still has that same vibe, with dense redwood forests farther in the backdrop than at UCSC, and contemporary architecture throughout the inside. Even the offices had a tech company vibe, with bright colors, lots of furniture, and open windows. Also, parking is way better than on campus. Audris led me through the offices to a corner conference room where we sat down, and she told me a little bit more about her life and her responsibilities at UCSC. Next is some of our conversation. Well, thank you again for sitting down with me today. It's <laughs> nice to meet you again uh, after all this time. Um, for the people listening, uh, can you describe who I'm sitting next to? You're sitting next to Audris Blake, Associate Director of Community Relations for UC Santa Cruz. Native Californian, uh, born and bred in Berkeley, California. Been in Santa Cruz for most of my life. Had a chance to grow up in this community, uh, part of the university fabric. And without the university, I would not be where I am now. I mean, can you talk about kind of growing up in Berkeley and some of the things that led you on the trajectory here to the university? Wow. You know, my father was involved with the early days of the university. Growing up in Berkeley was just about living on the street with all of the kids and all of the people sitting on the porches, and you would get in trouble way down the road, and you'd get talked to until you got home, and then you got in trouble all again. But I grew up over by the library, the Berkeley Library, which was really sweet, which was a very uh, important fabric of my life, was the, was the library. Moving to Santa Cruz from an African-American community was shocking, to say the least. And it was very difficult to transition, where we have a lot of support services to help people transition now. That wasn't necessarily the case when I was growing up. My father was very uh, focused on his career at the university. My mother was very focused on trying to adapt, being in a community without friends and support systems, working in a new job. And so we just kind of made our way, thankfully. And what, uh, what kind of work did your father do? My father's a sociologist, and he started his career at Cowell College. And then from Cowell, he was very interested in uh, developing a college that focused on science and math for students of color. 
as well as underrepresented students in general. So he started Oaks College. I was given the option of either going to college or working. I chose after high school to believe that I didn't need a degree to prove that I was somebody and that I knew how to, to work. And so I didn't pursue college immediately after high school. I did a little bit of community college, got married, got divorced, and then worked my way to the realization that there were ceilings that I kept hitting without a degree. And so it was as a result of conversations with my father that, you know, trying to find the right place for me as an older student. Back in those days, they called us non-traditional. I was a non-traditional student, so finding the right place for me was what happened. And uh, where did you uh, end up? One would think that I would come to UC Santa Cruz. Wouldn't one think that? I, w I didn't want to assume. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good thing. Um, I ended up at the University of Redlands down in Southern California, small liberal arts college uh, in between Los Angeles and Palm Springs. Studied speech therapy as an undergrad, moved to Iowa to go to the University of Iowa for grad school. And after that, I ended up in Chicago for about 10 years, working for nonprofits, an educational nonprofit actually, working in fundraising and program management. And so I moved back to Watsonville area, which was a new community for me, and worked in Salinas for a nonprofit environmental program. And this is so funny because being in Chicago, snow in the winter, you know, just longing for the beauty of California, I thought just because I was watching the PBS show Nature, where you hear David Attleboro narrating the birds in the fields or the animals or what have you, and there's music, don't forget the music. I thought I could do nonprofit work for an environmental organization that focused on birds without David, without the music. And so I did that for a little bit of time and realized that I like people a little bit more, a lot more. Then I worked from, I went from that nonprofit and got involved in project management at Cabrillo. So I worked at Cabrillo for about seven or eight years as they were looking to help students think about careers early from middle school all the way through um, a community college setting and helping students who were at community college to think about transferring. What are you going to do when you transfer to a four-year if you're going to do that? And from there, the Great Recession came and uh, it was great. I spent about a year without work, which was different. You know, you never anticipate being without work, but it certainly gave me a different viewpoint on how to live life and how to look at individuals that come into my life and how to support others on a similar journey now as I look around. I was able to work at the university as one of, in a position that I had done many, many years before. So I came in as an administrative assistant, working for the social sciences development department. From there, I went to the farm, where I worked there for seven years, uh, working with personnel and facilities and just enjoying that beauty. 
um, learning so many lessons, and now I'm here working in community relations. Well, you've covered a lot of ground in a lot of different places. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with the Student Union Assembly last week. They wanted me to do a workshop on expanding knowledge, is what it was called. And they wanted me to give my career journey and then to help them think about planning. And so that gave me an opportunity to really reflect on what it was that enabled me to do the work that I'm doing now. And each step of the way, I had those fundamental traits, those skills that I had to rely upon, interpersonal skills, being able to think critically, knowing how to conduct research, understanding the importance of writing, knowing how to be kind and respectful and, and being consistent in connecting with people. Those are, the, those are all the things that help me with planning, help me get into the community, help me be successful. It continues today. Yeah, well, and lots of interesting variety too. Mm. It doesn't seem one-dimensional at all. I love people. Speech therapy didn't give me that variety, so I have to say, <laughs> glad to be here. Hey, could you talk more about what community relations does and what your role is specifically? Sure. Um, I'm pausing because I want to acknowledge that community relations means different things for different entities and different organizations. UC Santa Cruz has been here for 50 some odd years. Right, there is a narrative that might be, have been promoted, city on the hill, exclusivity, we're really not a part of the community. My role is to help people recognize that we are the community. And what that means is how we are the community through partnerships, through conversations, through working with organizations who might be doing research, I don't do the research. We have wonderful faculty and great programs who are in the community, so how do we elevate that and tell the story? Um, it also means that I partner with um, service organizations to bring faculty members to present so that people can learn more about what UC Santa Cruz is doing. I've been very fortunate to have uh, Dr. Andy Skimmer, as well as Dr. Brant Robertson, come and do presentations about the James Webb Space Telescope because people are not aware that UC Santa Cruz is really instrumental in helping make that come alive. And so it changes the narrative about who we are, what we're doing. And I am also, I've been also tasked to build relationships in South County and Watsonville as well as start to enter into the Monterey Peninsula, Salinas Valley areas, and connecting the dots of who UC Santa Cruz is. How can we be of support to organizations or companies that I'm meeting with? How can I help the chancellor meet the right people in these various areas? And just develop relationships, that's what it is. Hmm. Well, that's, that's fascinating. Is there a a department or division that you say is more applicable to your work, that you interface with more, I guess? Hmm. Well, I am in university relations, so that's the division that I'm a part of. And university relations is the fundraising arm, it's the communication arm, it's also 
um, the government relations arm of the university. And as it relates to other divisions or other departments, I've only been in this role for a little more than a year, but I also recognize that there's so much taking place. Uh, social sciences with uh, campus and community with Dr. Rebecca London or the Blum Center with Heather Bullock. I'm also looking at what can we do with the coastal science campus, right? All of the various places. I don't have one-stop shop. I'm open to all. But one of the um, roles that I play is bringing community members on to campus. And we have this tour that's called Journey to Learning. And what we do is we kind of provide a behind-the-scenes look of some of the areas. Rebecca has been very much involved in one of our Journey to Learning tours, along with Teresa Mora. Um, we've capitalized on working with Cider and Citrus, who've been a part of our community tours so that we can introduce our programs for students and drones and the research that's taking place. Um, we have the privilege of working with the iGEM students this last Journey to Learning so that, I mean, talk about a, a showstopper, students being able to demonstrate how they go about making, I don't know if you're familiar with iGEM. Mm -hmm. They are a group of students who develop products that can make life better for the community. It's a very, very weak description. But they developed an insulin, a shelf-stable insulin product that was cheap, that could be used in countries around the world. It's a competitive thing as well. There are other iGEM uh, cohorts at different places. This group went to compete. They won the nationals. They went to Paris. They won the internationals. And they're UC Santa Cruz students. Right? So, I mean, we just want to highlight that so that people realize in the community, oh my gosh, this is such a world-class university, and we are. And we want to make sure that people have stories that they can share and influence and inspire their friends and family. We are part of a large field in the Bay Area, right? We have Stanford, there's Berkeley, there's Santa Clara, all these other places. So how do we um, rise above the noise, if you would? And internal partnerships makes it possible for external partnerships to be meaningful. We know that students are doing amazing things in the community. What will be, what I'm encouraging my student staff members to do in terms of being able to coordinate volunteerism or to be able to um, tell the story of what's taking place in the community. I would love to have students let me know what they're excited about. I don't know how that works as of yet. My students are involved in, in using social media to try and start that conversation with students and that awareness with students. But I believe that since this was my first year, next year I want to definitely come up with a better way to have students coordinated in volunteer activities, not just that, but internships. 
I know that internships are very important for experiential learning to have an understanding of how what I'm learning in the classroom is going to make sense in my life, right, moving past school. So I'm wanting to, and I'm starting to have conversations with companies and organizations around internships, working with the Career Center, you know, all of those kinds of things. It's not very definitive, David, but those are some of the initial thoughts that I have around working with students as well as with their professors and faculty members and staff. Um, how to reach me, um, my email is arblake at ucsc.edu. If anyone is interested in reaching out to learn more about what we're doing or if they want to pitch an idea that they think would be really great to engage the community, I'm always open to conversations. I am always interested in what sparks people's passion and inspires them. And I am only one person, so I'm not going to say we're going to do everything. But I recognize that if we don't do it now, it might take place later. So having that information in my mind, if I've had the conversation, makes it easier for me when I'm having conversations with other people and listening uh, to see how can we connect the dots. I'm a connector. That's what I do. I connect people and ideas and passions and the community to the university, and the university to the broader community. Awesome, that's, that's perfect. I, I don't think there could be a, a better ending, <laughs> but, but I do have a tradition. I always ask people the same question, no matter if it's a podcast or oral history, but do you think that there's, uh, or feel that there's something that I should have asked you, or anything else that you want to include? If people want to learn about my father, they can go to the university library um, online or the digital library, I think it is, and just type in J. Herman Blake, and they will be able to learn about so many things that he's contributed to academically, socially. He's a, my favorite man. This has been David with Slugcast. A special thank you to Audris again for all this time and for the conversation we had. Make sure you follow us anywhere you listen to your podcasts and check us out on Instagram at UCSC Slugcast. Take care. <laughs>